Hey there, this is Jonathan with pureandsimplebible.com, and I'm so glad you're back. Grateful to have another opportunity to study the Bible with you. It's just us today, so you and me. And so I try to have it conversationally whenever um, I'm the only one talking and you're listening to that conversation. But there's a reason that it's just us today and I don't have a guest. I had something uh, come up in my mind, the, the creative side of preaching and putting resources in people's hands. And so I wanted to title this conversation um, about uh, what I'm going to call another outreach opportunity for you. That's right, listener. It's another outreach opportunity for you. And uh, it's it's one that I took the idea from someone else as far as uh, what I saw them do. And I thought, ooh, I know exactly what I want to do with this for my own congregational's local outreach. And so I thought uh, you, friend, and the, the churches that you're a part of might want to use something like this as well. So let me uh, maybe explain what I saw last month in uh, July of 23 and uh, what my vision was. So I was helping a congregation to the east out in Tyler, Texas. And uh, on the Saturday of the weekend that they had me out there for preaching, um, they wanted me to go door knock. And so some of the local brethren and myself went out to the community door knocking. You know, you hand out information, inviting people to come to church. But it was what was on that little card or the little, uh, it was like a half page, an eight and a half by 11 cut in half that really caught my attention. And they had a QR code. And, you know, the QR code is the little thing that you can, with your phone, you can scan it and it'll take you to a great number of things. Usually I use them for taking people to the website or uh, even you, know, you can have contact information. Well, uh, this congregation had a QR code on their handout that, that took it to a playlist of gospel singing. And the purpose of that QR code was to um, get the community engaged, kind of make it interactive with them having that opportunity to listen to some great gospel singing and to invite them to the meeting. And I thought, that's exactly what I want to do uh, for the congregation that I work with in Louisville, Valley Parkway. Uh, I want Valley Parkway, as we go out, uh, I want to have QR codes that um, show them uh, this gospel singing. Now, I also have another QR code on the handout that we're passing out, and it's like, a, how can we pray for you? How can we serve you? And it takes them to a little survey. I might show you some of that in a video later. Uh, but the purpose of this is to introduce this QR code of what I wanted people to listen to. And that was some gospel singing, but also some uh, tracks on the playlist where uh, I get to talk and kind of introduce the song, but also have scriptures. That's not a unique idea. I've, I've uh, seen that, I've listened to it where people have CDs and they're like gospel outreach CDs. Well, that's what I want you to think about this. It's a gospel outreach CD, uh, except it's not a CD, right? It's uh, digital. Right now I've got it in YouTube, and so it's a YouTube playlist, and the, the gospel music that I'm using is the 24 tracks from Vocal Ascend. And so by um, putting the Vocal Ascend tracks in my playlist, and then I recorded 24 introductions, 
to those songs. So for about 30 to 45 seconds, I kind of introduce with a scripture each song. That allows people in our community to listen to great gospel singing, but also to have um, some scripture that goes along with it. Plus, now they have our contact information so they can come and visit us. So uh, obviously, this is Pure and Simple Bible. The podcast is designed to encourage you with scriptures. And so what I plan to do is I'm going to simultaneously record this as a podcast, uh, the, the latter part of it. And then I'm also going to record it for my YouTube channel. And uh, the, that, that very short video will be introducing the what I call music outreach, PSB's music outreach. But the QR code I'm going to share to this playlist, and you can use it. You can take this QR code, put it on your uh, local congregation's advertisement, and they can scan it and then listen to the same playlist. And, and what makes it, I guess, universal is that uh, you can advertise your congregation, your brand, whatever uh, work you want them to know about, a gospel meeting, an invitation to join you. And the QR code serves as just a way for them to listen to Bible teaching and singing, and then they can come visit you and kind of have that common connection. So it allows your congregation, maybe if you didn't have um, someone who had created it, I've made the content for you, and it's free. You can just use it. Like Here's the, the QR code. Use it. So if you're only listening to this podcast, I would encourage you to go to my website and find the QR code. You can... Um, copy and paste it, you know, save the the PNG or the JPEG file and reuse it later. But what I want to do before I show you that, and we kind of walk through the playlist, so I want to encourage you with scriptures. And uh, so I'm going to, uh, in a conversation where we're talking about another outreach opportunity for you, I think part of outreach has to be that we're praying for outreach. So I want to uh, give you a prayer that I commonly pray um, from time to time when I want to, I guess, increase my ability to reach out to others, to minister to others. So I call it a prayer for open doors. I've talked about this um, on this podcast in the past, and I'm sure you could go find those. But I think having this time where I can talk to you about this prayer for open doors uh, right now, it's really contextually applicable. And so, uh, yeah, bear with me. Paul had prayers in the New Testament that are like a prayer for open doors in that the, 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 they're like a Pauline style, meaning he's speaking, but then suddenly he's praying for the congregation. And he's praying for multiple things. I'll give you an example. In Ephesians 1, verse 16, Paul prays for five different things in this very brief Pauline prayer. You know, you're reading through uh, Ephesians, and in chapter 1, verse 16, Paul says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And then here's the five things that God or that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation of his knowledge Two, that God or that rather that your eyes would uh, excuse me, that your understanding would be enlightened. Number three, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Number four, that you may know what are the riches of his glory in his inheritance of the saints. Number five, that you may know what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. And so these five things, you put them together, it's a Pauline prayer. Imagine inserting somebody's name in there instead of it being the Ephesians. What if you were praying for your husband or wife, uh, your children, your parents? What if you're praying for a brother or sister at your local congregation and, and you were able to say, um, you know, Father, 
please bless brother so-and-so that he could uh, have the spirit of wisdom and revelation of your knowledge. Bless brother so-and-so that, that his eyes could be enlightened and, and that brother so-and-so's um, that knowledge would be in the hope of his calling, right? So you could tailor these Pauline prayers for your brothers and sisters, your family, etc. So specifically about uh, a prayer for open doors that's styled like a Pauline prayer, the questions that I asked myself, I remember when, when this study came up, it was, what do open doors look like? If I'm going to pray that the Lord put open doors in my life, can I figure out what they are? And how can someone's heart be open to the gospel? Like, what, what does it look like to open one's heart? And then finally, um, what if the results of personal evangelism aren't what I expect them to be? You know, if my expectation is I'm going to pray for an open door, that means people respond. Well, what if their response isn't what I thought it should be? Does that mean the prayer failed? I want you to think about that. And uh, so I've got four parts to the um, prayer for open doors. And um, maybe I will try my best to put them in the uh, PowerPoint as well. Um, I'm sorry, the, the website. I'm looking at my PowerPoint. And maybe you could have access to those four uh, points of a prayer for open doors. And that way you could pray it too. So here's the first one, uh, step one or number one. Please help me to recognize an open door and give me the strength and energy to take advantage of it. So that's the first part of this prayer. Help me to recognize an open door and give me the strength and energy to take advantage of it. You know, I think it's easy to assume that an open door is like just something you step in and it's an easy thing. But if you notice, part of that prayer was give me the energy and the strength to take advantage of it because an open door doesn't always mean that it's easy. I got this prayer idea when I was reading 1 Corinthians 16, several years ago. In 1 Corinthians 16, verse 8, the Bible says, For I do not wish to see you now on the way, but I hope to stay a while with you if the Lord permits. But I will tarry in Ephesus until Pentecost, for a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. You see that? There are many adversaries. So our expectation of an open door oftentimes is like breezy, you know, uh, it's, it's like just easy to go through. But open doors may be tough to get in. Paul's thought was, there's a great and effective door, and it's been open to me, and there's many adversaries. The best example I can think of is like World War I. Uh, everybody marched off to war thinking it was going to be like over in six months. I think one of the, the main battle cries was, you know, we'll be back by Christmas. But then when they got there, the it turned into a huge stalemate, and this conflict ended up lasting for years. And so it is with open doors in the church and, and, and in gospel outreach. And that is, uh, our mindset is an open door is somebody who's like ready to be converted. <laughs> but I think a more realistic is uh, expectation is an open door means there's ample opportunity but there's going to be a lot of adversaries. The devil is behind open doors. He doesn't want to give up souls. He doesn't want to give up people, right? His ability to influence them. So really, I think the best way to know that a great and effective door is being opened in your ministry, your personal ministry, 
is that if there are a lot of roadblocks, not that it's easy. I mean, I wish that all of the conversions that I've been a part of, you know, leading people to Christ, I wish that they were easy. And I hear stories sometimes about people that uh, it's like they just say the word Jesus and, and the person's like, oh, please baptize me right now. I have never been a part of one of those. The times that I've been fortunate to help people obey the gospel, it is weeks or months, maybe even years long of, of study, not because they have to be indoctrinated, but a lot of times they have to be uh, listened to and uh, they have to kind of untangle a lot of the, the web that they already have in their mind. And they also have to consider doctrine and truth. And so it takes a lot of time. So uh, the, the first part of this prayer for open doors, again, is help me to recognize an open door and give me the strength and energy to take advantage of it. Because I think if you walk through an open door, you're, you're going to have the devil try to punch you in the nose. Now, here's the second part of this prayer. You ready? Please bless the ones with whom I meet to have an open heart so that they can see the gospel. I'll say it again. Please bless the ones with whom I meet to have an open heart so that they can hear the gospel. Paul prayed in Romans 10 verse 1, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. You know, the the thing that Paul desperately wanted was for people to have an open heart, even though a lot of them didn't. Paul continued to, his prayer was that they might be saved. And I think that should be a part of our prayer for open doors. Lord, give me the strength to go through it, but also give them the, the open heart to receive it, to receive the truth. I mean, you got to think about it this way. People who are lost, oftentimes they're not just simply waiting to have light turned on. There's a whole lot of unpacking that has to be done for them. And this is what the scripture says in Ephesians 4.17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of Christ because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. Friends, listen. It, it is, it's almost like a fairyland if you think that sharing the gospel is simply walking up to somebody and saying, believe in Jesus and be saved, and they say, okay, and desire to get baptized. There are exceptions, and I'm, I'm totally willing to, I mean, love and believe that, that people respond simply and uh, effortlessly to the gospel. I'm simply sharing that from the times I've been involved with people, there's a, oftentimes a lot of error and darkness, as the scripture says, and ignorance and blindness that, that have to be um, enlightened. They have to be worked through and processed. And so we pray, bless the ones with whom we meet, that they would have an open heart so that they can see the gospel. You've got to remember, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, the power must come from God. It doesn't come from us. It's not about our speaking ability. It's not about our talent. It's not about our pedigree. 
the, the power is supposed to be in the cross. It's in the gospel. And so if you want to pray for open doors, pray that people would have an open heart to see the gospel. Now, speaking of that, here's number three, right? Let me review them uh, in this prayer for open doors. Number one, please help me to recognize an open door and give me the strength and energy to take advantage of it, right? Number two, please bless the ones with whom I meet to have an open heart so that they can see the gospel. But now let's turn inwards. Number three, please give me the ability to convey the gospel in a way that others can understand it. I can't emphasize this enough. If, friend, if you know a whole lot about the gospel and you read a lot of books about it and you've got all of the you know scriptures memorized and stuff and then you uh, take that to somebody who has zero understanding of the gospel, it's really easy to overwhelm them with all of your knowledge and sometimes even distract them with your knowledge if they're unable to, they're unable to, what am I trying to say? If they're unable to process it or chew and swallow it, you know, it's like uh, we're eating a diet of gospel meat and then somebody who is a baby, you put a T-bone steak in front of them. It just doesn't work that way. And so we must pray that we can share it in an understandable way, right? The gospel is meant to be shared on a level where every person should come away with the same conclusion. That is, I need the mercy and grace found in Jesus Christ. I mean, you could even consider this following example, how the apostles handled the question, what must I do to be saved differently, depending on the scenario. For example, in Acts 2, a group of people asked the question, what must I do to be saved? And Peter, knowing that they were Jewish, knowing that they had a background of the law and of the Torah, and that they had messianic expectations, was able to tell them, you need to repent and be baptized immediately. And they had, they had awareness of what repentance and baptism was. And they knew that uh, you know, faith and belief and, and the things that we advocate for even today confession, uh, these things were natural to them because they had the context of it. Now, when Paul was asked the same question, what must I do to be saved by a Gentile and a pagan who had no context, no background, no understanding of law or about God in Acts chapter 16, verse 30 and 31, Paul says to him, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved, you and your household. Now, hear me, friend. Sometimes people use this example as a reason for contradiction. And they'll say something like, well, you see, in Acts 2 they got baptized, but in Acts 16 he said, believe and you're saved, so no, you know, we don't have to be baptized. That's not the conclusion the Bible reaches, nor should we. Because the Philippian jailer in Acts 16 ultimately was baptized, he and his family. What were they needed, or what were they, what did they need in the moment is what I'm after. And in the moment, the Jewish people in Acts 2 needed to hear, repent and be baptized. In the moment, the Philippian jailer needed to hear, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what happened? He heard that. He processed it. He was moved from ignorance to understanding. He takes Paul and Silas home. They wash their wounds, right? He listens 
to a, a fuller understanding of the gospel. And you know what they do? They get baptized, just like the Jews. So same conclusion. But in the moment, they needed to come away with the conclusion that they needed the mercy and the grace found in Jesus Christ, just like the Jews did. Now, we have one more part of our prayer to go. This is, again, a prayer uh, that's kind of an inward reflection. That is, please sustain me with the satisfaction that you provide the increase, not me. I'm going to say it one more time. Please sustain me with the satisfaction that you provide the increase, not me. Friends, we've been praying for open doors and to have the energy to go through them. We've been praying that others' hearts would be open. We've been praying that we would present the gospel in a pure and simple way. But in your heart, I think it's also very important when we pray for open doors that we ask God to humble us when we think it's all about us, but also to satisfy us, knowing that he produces the increase, not us. That comes from 1 Corinthians 3, verse 6 and 7, by the way. We plant, we water, but God gives the increase, right? There's a lot of promises that are related to that. Um, the, the promise that God gives the increase, right, from 1 Corinthians 3. Matthew 13, 23, when the seed is sown in that parable, there, there will be good soil to receive it. That's, you know, uh, a promise as well, that there is good seed. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8, the Scripture says to the Lord, a thousand years is a day and a day is a thousand years. So for us, we may be looking for immediate results when we share the gospel with people, but uh, take on the Lord's view of time and how, especially with seeds and gardening. I've said this on here before. I'm a really impatient gardener. I put the seed in the, in the ground, and like a week later, I'm ready to burn it down because nothing's coming out, right? I'm not giving it time. So here's that mindset when we're asking to be sustained in the Lord's satisfaction. We plant, we water, and God gives the increase. When the seed is sown, there is good soil to the Lord. A thousand years is a day. One of my favorite scriptures is Isaiah 55, 11, talking about the Lord's abundant mercy to the Israelites in that context, but, but towards us in general. When God says, my word shall not return to me void. To me, that's a promise. That is a promise that God says, share the gospel, plant water, he will provide the increase. God's word says that all men uh, must repent to be saved. God gives us the means by which we can be saved through Jesus Christ. And God's word says, it shall not return to me void, meaning there will be a harvest. And so in this brief conversation about prayer, um, I simply want you to, in the, in the Pauline style, to pray effectively for your own outreach, for the, the outreach that you're involved in, that there will be an open door opportunity and that you'll walk through that door with confidence but also with uh, proper healthy expectations of what's waiting for you and what you need to do with others and for others and for yourself whenever you reach out. So that is a uh, pure and simple Bible study for today. I hope that it was helpful for you. So what I'm going to do now is uh, you get to you get the experience if you're listening to this all the way through of uh, I guess listening to how I record a video because here I am 
in my little studio, and I'm about to start recording the video for um, the the music outreach that I do. So uh, bear with me as I'm just kind of speaking extemporaneously, and now I have two different audiences. I've got the podcast audience, which is you listening, and then later um, I'll be di- talking directly to my video audience, my YouTube audience. So I'm going to go ahead and pop things down, get it out of the way, and I'm going to record my video. So now I'm recording that. And uh, then I'm going to start sharing my screen and record that as well. So to those who are just listening, um, enjoy this audio presentation, I suppose, while I start talking about the video. Hey there, this is Jonathan from pureandsimplebible.com, and I'm glad that you're watching this brief video explaining a music outreach opportunity for you to use with your local congregation um, in the maybe the mailers or in the flyers that you pass out, the information that you give to people, business cards. Uh, I want to share something that I came across last month when I was helping another congregation and, and they had something like this, and I thought, ooh, I've got to have that too. So what I'm going to do is uh, I've got my, my screen that you're going to be able to look at, and then I've also got this video of me. So uh, And you'll notice this background is a little bit different than normal. Um, my studio is, is uh, in flux at the moment, so that's why you're looking at this lovely wall right behind me. Anyway, um, what I want to show you is a QR code. Are you ready? So here it is. There's the QR code. And you could scan this right now if you wanted to on your phone. Or if you're just watching it, then um, you can go to my website to download or to copy and paste this QR code. And what this QR code will take you to is a playlist, right? Now, you could get to the playlist. Here it is right here, right? This is the playlist. Uh, You could get there if you just went to my YouTube page, Pure and Simple Bible, and you'd find Music Outreach right there, Music Outreach. And this music outreach playlist um, features, by the way, uh, features Vocal Ascend. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But all you got to do is simply click on it, and it should open the playlist. Uh, Sorry about that. I just interrupted myself. But I want to show you the premise of what this is about. I'd still like to update the title to reflect music outreach uh, featuring Vocal Ascend. But I have an introduction track, and we'll listen to like 10 seconds of it here in a minute. But just visually, scroll down with me, and what you'll see is that each uh, of these songs from Vocal Ascend has an introduction. And so that's me, the one where it's the uh, mountains with the sunset. That's me doing a you know, 30, 40, 50 second blurb with a scripture. And then it goes to the music track. So now I'd like to give you the opportunity to listen to it. So uh, here's me talking. Jonathan with pureandsimplebible.com, and I'm so glad that you found this musical outreach playlist, and the purpose of it is so that we can share good gospel singing and also some inspirational messages with scriptures. So you can listen to that later on your own time if you want to. Um, what this is, Let me just do the next track, Maranatha, and I think it'll explain it better than I could. So here's the introduction to Maranatha. Maranatha is an Aramaic phrase which occurs once in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians 16.22, and it means, O Lord, come. That sentiment is echoed in Revelation 22.20, where Jesus says, Surely I'm coming quickly. And John the Apostle replies, Even so, come, Lord Jesus. 
This is an expression used by Bible writers to cry out for the Lord's return. Jesus went away, and he promised to... Now, you can listen to the rest uh, on your own time. Uh, so what the, the, the thought is, is that we share this with others. They're going to listen to these brief tracks that gives them a Bible verse and context for um, the, the music. But then after each little blurb is a song. Anyway, the, I guess, opportunities here are for you and me to, uh, whether it be you got it on a business card or the thing that we're about to do here in the next couple of weeks is we're going to go pass out flyers in our neighborhoods, and there's going to be that QR code on the flyer. So it'll be introducing Valley Parkway and our, our worship times, the ways they can contact us. We'll have another QR code that's like, hey, uh, can we pray for you? What are some ways that we can minister to you? But then this QR code says, uh, do you want to listen to some inspirational gospel singing? And it's a, a way for the community to interact. It's like an interactive flyer. And the thing about it is uh, this brand, with Pure and Simple Bible doing the um, introduction and then the vocal ascend group singing, it really is useful to any congregation. So you can use your church's uh, information and have this QR code so that the church that you're associated with uh, receives the visitor. So you can share it with them, they can listen, and then they can come and see you. So anyway, I hope that um, this playlist, you know, you can just kind of scroll through and see there's 24 songs, and in those 24 songs, um, there is uh, an intro for each one. Hopefully it's just another outreach opportunity for our people to share the good news with the lost and for them to understand that... Uh, you know, just down the street is a group of people that does something just like this. So I hope it's helpful for you. Hope you have a wonderful day. And uh, Lord willing, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Okay, for my podcast, you just got to listen to um, us doing a recording. And I just want to say goodbye to you one more time. So uh, thank you for listening. And Go check out the website, pureandsimplebible.com. And I want you to remember that God loves you very much, and I do too. Lord willing, see you soon. Well, I'm here to tell you a story, a story that is true, about a judge by the name of Gideon. He was a man like me and you.